Hey, True Believers, it's Alfred here from Comic Book Characters. Later in this podcast, you're going to hear us reference a Britney Spears song. But the song we mean to reference is Oops, I Did It Again. How does that fit into all of this? Well, you'll see. Welcome to another episode of Comic Book Characters. Fantastic Four? More like bombastic boar. <laughs> I'm your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. And I'm Chris Steamboat Willie Gossidus. Comic stuff! <laughs> oh, see, I see what you did there. You uh, you yes, ain't sir. afraid of the mouse anymore. Not no more. <laughs> <laughs> Believers, it's been so long since we last podcasted that Zemo Willie is now <laughs> public, domain. Yeah, public domain. He's in the PD, baby. Get him out of that well. Get him off of that grinder. Unshackle <laughs> those chains. Hey. He's free, baby. Freedom at last. It's not up to us if he wants to get off a grinder. I mean, that's totally his prerogative. Oh, I didn't mean the app, but I mean, the, also the, the app. app. Buddy? Just saying, man. Dating in 2024. I hear it's tough. I hear it's tough, <laughs> even for even for a black and white mouse. Ah, uh, man. You know. Okay. Here's a fun little non sequitur to jump into. Yeah. If okay, so it's been like a hundred years since Steamboat Willie was a was the thing or whatever, right? So if Steamboat Willie were made now, like let's say that character was made in 2024, did they put him up on the plus? We, no, yes, they would absolutely put him up on the plus. But what I'm asking is, he's Steamboat Willie because steamboats were a thing back then. What would he be now in oh. 2024 if he were created? You know, if Walt Disney the Fifth or whatever was a thing, and <laughs> and they could, you know, create Willie for now. What would would it be like Uber Willie? Yeah, that. I... Uber Willie's pretty strong, not gonna lie. I was I gonna go Tesla truck, Tesla truck Willie. Oh, Cyber Truck Willie. Yeah. Does he just freeze in the snow and die? <laughs> Still while just going <laughs> whatever that <laughs> Yeah. Ah oh, man. Well then he wouldn't be a mouse though. He would be a muskrat. Oh whoa! <laughs> There we go. It came all back around, guys. We're firing oh on all God. cylinders. This is like the NBA players after finally getting their NBA All-Star break and like not playing a million games in 10 days. Yeah. And they're fresh, man. We're fucking fresh. We're ready to go. Just like that <laughs> 90s song I referenced earlier uh, before we started recording. <laughs> You're really, I, you know the one. You know, it's like, shut it out from the rooftop, baby. I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah, whole. Love that. Was that whole? Was it, was it Republican? Yeah. I always, is it whole? It's not whole. You're you're tricking all the all the younger millennials and the Gen Zers and the alpha kids that might be listening. They, you're, you're really throwing them for a loop, man. Um, I saw a Nirvana shirt in the, in the junior section at Ross today. So if you want to feel old. Go to oh go to yeah Ross, no. I, I I don't know what it is but a lot of the like freshmen and sophomores are wearing purple rain t-shirts okay they have no fucking clue what they're doing oh no 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 
And that's, I mean, that guy, Prince, quite the catalog. Like you could, you could stumble into naming five songs. Right. <laughs> you don't even have to use complete words. No. No. You can you can talk about a certain type of car, uh, a bird, and whether they can emote or not. I mean, there's there's so many easy gimmies out there, but uh, you know, I guess they're trying. I, it's a, it's a it's. I feel like look, I I don't want to gatekeep. I really I want to encourage anyone young that wants to look at stuff from the '90s or '80s or whenever. You know, they're dipping their toe in the water, so that's a start. Like, yeah. I'm I'm here for it. Listen to Prince. Listen to Nirvana. It's some good music. Just listen to good. There's a lot of good music out there. There's a lot of shitty new music now. Now I'm, now I'm, now I'm old man yelling at the clouds. But like, there's a lot of really great music that you can check out with no shame. You know what I mean? Um, wow, we're really is, getting is, off to. Uh, is there something you should check out with shame? Um, Nickelback? yes, yes. Actually, we're gonna get to that later in this in this oh. episode actually it's a good amazing transition uh yeah this episode we are going to be doing the madam web review Ooh. <laughs> oh holy hell i don't even the list. i don't even know how we're going to do it with our normal uh review structure because this movie doesn't really lend itself to that but we're gonna we're gonna try yeah. um, we can just dead air for excelsior <laughs> <laughs> just crickets do you have crickets on the thing <laughs> Um, uh, maybe some Soundy, let me down again. Okay, so how is Soundy doing? By the way, let's 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 hear from him. There he is. He's a bunch of children. That's great. Um, stay away from Florida, Soundy. There you go. That's some Soundy energy right there. I uh, do want to thank for the fans. Uh, we know it's been quite a hiatus. Uh, I don't know what to tell you except that, you know, we've got, you know, stuff going on. Mental health's important. Uh, the world's still falling apart. We're trying. There are their crickets. Those are the crickets from the Spurs trade deadline. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> no, no, they traded Doug McDermott. That's a helpful thing to do, I guess. Um, but yeah, we're gonna let me come. Let me run down a little bit of what we're gonna be covering today. It's it's kind of like it's not a lot, but it's kind of a lot at the same time. You'll see what I mean. We're gonna cover the most viewed. Movie trailer of all time, according to YouTube analytics. I'm talking about Deadpool Wolverine. We are going to talk about an update to the Fantastic Four movie. And no, I'm not talking about the casting, but we will also be talking about that. What? Um, I've said this <laughs> many, many times, Chris. I've said this so many times. I want to say at least 15 times. Seven times. 15 times over the lifespan of this podcast. I say this, but I really do mean it. I think this is the most jam-packed casting corner we have wow. ever had. And we have some really big names in it. Like, you could argue, like, the literally biggest name of, like, a celebrity possible is in yeah. this casting corner. You guys will not believe the Supergirl casting. <laughs> <laughs> you won't believe who is the thing. Uh, no, it is <laughs> it is somebody that I guarantee you, uh, at least 99% of all the listeners know who this person is. Uh, whether they like this person or not is an entirely different question. doesn't well, matter. Not. But I'm saying you know who this person is. We'll get to it. And then again, of course, the Madam Web review i am not joking i i'm not i this is 100 true accurate facts as we like to right. say 
Chris, I've had five different people privately get in contact with me to be like, when are you doing the Madam Web review? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we people... can't those five people. Well, yeah, but I mean, like most of our listeners don't know me personally. Uh, when people are starting to ask me for very specific things like that, that means, oh, oh, oh we need to wait. do it. Like, so, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the five people plus whoever's in Bermuda, right? So, uh, we still, we still got them from last year. Um, all right, man. Well, uh, again, I want to thank everybody for being so patient. Um, I actually, let me tell, I'll tell you this before we get into the what's good. I was able last weekend, I actually got to hang out with a voice actor, pretty prominent. If you've seen the show Agretzko, uh, Agretzuko, is it Agretzko, Agretzuko? I always mispronounce it. Agretzko is the more natural pronunciation. Okay, Agretzko. So uh, there's a character on there. He's kind of like the love interest. He's the main like love interest for the for the central character, Agretzko. Yeah, yeah, the hyena dude. Haida. Yeah, Haida or Haida. The voice actor for that character. I got to hang out with him last weekend. Uh, Here's the really fun thing, okay? I was doing a little bit of research. One, he was one of the kids in Kindergarten Cop. His (laughs) name is Ben Ben Diskin, by the way. Ben Diskin, super nice guy from California, but very down to earth. Had a very, like, Jon Stewart vibe to him. By the way, super huge Jon Stewart fan, and we definitely bonded over that. But, uh, but yeah, he was one of the kids from Kindergarten Cop which is amazing. But where he relates to our, our show here is he was the voice of Eddie Brock and Venom for the animated series, the spectacular Spider-Man, which is probably my favorite animated TV show version of Spider-Man. Um, and he said, as long as his schedule is available, uh, he's willing, he's happy to come on the show and talk about his experience recording venom for spectacular spider-man that is coming later this year guys so uh we you know we haven't had an episode in a while but we are doing the work as they say <laughs> uh but with all that being said chris and I, I know again off the air kind of where we are where we are with the vibes and what have you but like i'm <laughs> telling you man we're we're running on all all five cylinders over here at nice. comic yeah i know comic book characters so let me ask you this. What's good? What? 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 Do you what? know what? What's good? <laughs> That's so good. Dude, I, I know I tell you this all the time. So great at creating these like sound bites, these oh. little these little sound mashups that you do. They're oh, they're just chef's kiss, man. Chef's kiss. <laughs> well done. Well done. What's uh, good? What's good for me? Uh, oh, I went to um, the the vinyl journey continues. Uh, <laughs> I went to Hogwa the other day. Uh, it was jam packed. Dangerous, I thought... dangerous place to go. Yeah, on a Saturday at like two in the afternoon. Like <laughs> big mistake. Huge. Like fifty seven people were in there. Oh boy. Uh, I thought it was like free record day or something. Um, but uh, no, it, I uh, I actually went through my check downs to check to see if they had anything. Uh, they actually had a copy of uh, Discovery by Daft Punk and also uh, Downward Spiral by uh, Nine Inch Nails. So, of course, 
had to cop them both immediately. Yes, those are those are must haves, uh, especially if you're of a certain age and you're collecting yeah. vinyl. I you can't go wrong. Uh, let me put you on this. Those are both great. I definitely have both of those in my collection. If you do not already have it, I can't mm. remember if I've asked. Keep an eye out for the fragile. Oh no, yeah, I got that one. Okay, about maybe five months ago. Yeah. Okay, I think you did. I know I'm remembering that. Yes, I think you told us actually on yeah, air. Yeah. So yeah, I mean masterpiece. But uh, that's great, man. Those are. Let's see. What did it? What? What? Uh, now that you brought it up, what was yeah. the last vinyl I got? It was. Oh, oh. I um I actually do know. I went to Half Price Books today. I had to get it because it was literally three dollars. Uh-huh. But it is the the Tiffany album from the eighties with that song. Ooh, I shit. think we're alone now, where she does yeah, the yeah, cover. Yeah. I think it's a yeah. is it a Holly's original cover, or no? It's uh is it Herman Herman? I can't remember who does the original. Me neither. Uh, but someone from the sixties. I apologize that I don't remember off the top of my head. But her cover in the eighties, classic eighties cheese for three dollars could not could not pass it up. Uh, so, so happy with that. Um, which, uh, which, uh, half price books did you go to? Is it oh, one down? I'm, I, no. So the one on Broadway, I will, let me, let me tell, let me let, okay. So, so the listeners out there, I don't want to tell you where I got this, this one specifically <laughs> because it's yeah, like, shit. it's a little bit of a secret and they actually price their vinyl pretty well. I will, I will tell you off air, Chris, if, uh, but yeah. I'm sorry, listeners, I can't let, all the listeners of our show that are in San Antonio know where to go. Uh, it's not the one on Broadway. That one is shutting down. That one sucks dick. It is the overpriced their vinyl all the time. I'll put it to you this way. We saw, because uh, I was with Lib, we saw the Harry Styles vinyl, one of the, his newer releases, right. uh, double vinyl, gatefold, you know, all the whole nine, for fourteen ninety nine, used in really good condition at this particular half price books, uh, which is a fair price, more than fair. They have that exact same record over at the Broadway half price books, 36 99 used. So like, you know, I'm not, you know, I know it's an institution. Everyone loves that spot. I used to go to that one all the time when I lived on that side of town, but I'm just saying, if you don't want to have to close down, maybe don't overprice your records by, 30, 35% or whatever, um, or 135%. Hey, hey, you got to meet that nut. You got to pay rent, man. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I bet the rent over there is getting stupid. So uh, I do feel, I know it is, it is an institution, uh, RIP to the, to the Broadway half price books. Uh, also had a decent comic collection, a comic section. If you didn't mind, um, you know, some spying ticks, cause they just threw those shit in those, those wooden bins and like they did not care uh, about the condition of the comics, but that's okay. If you want to read them, it's, it's fine. Oh man. Okay. Uh, what else? What's good. What's good with me? Uh, just loving the Wimby experience. Honestly, I, again, we always, I always joke that this is at least 20% a Spurs basketball podcast. Um, (laughs) the Spurs are terrible. Uh, they've, as Chuck, uh, Charles Barkley would say, they're terrible, terrible. Um, They've only won 11 games, okay? And I think we've played over 50, so that's that's not great. Uh, but my goodness, man. I, it's it, it's wild to me that anyone was even saying there was a Rookie of the Year race. That's like saying oh. 
For real. That's like saying, uh, I don't know, like the Flash versus Quicksilver is a race. It's it's not. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you, the Flash is going to dust Quicksilver pretty hard in that one. Um, Wimby is doing stuff that we literally haven't seen in 10, 15, 20, or ever years. Uh, he almost had two five by fives back to back. Uh, he missed it by, I think one assist Did, uh, I, I, before the broadcast today. I thought they said that he got it. Like it was, they showed the graphic like Michael and Michael Jordan and him. And like only two people to have two back to back fives. Oh, okay. So maybe he did get it then. Uh, um, yeah. that's it's, he's insane, man. He's insane. Um, it is wild again. If you're in San Antonio, even if you don't like basketball, even if you're not a Spurs fan, do yourself a favor and go down to the Frostbank center and check out a game and just see this guy in person. It's wild. It is, it's wild. I could talk about it forever. I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I uh, other things. Oh, uh, just real quick. And this is comic related. Then we'll move on. Um, I was able to find. I didn't buy it. I, we didn't buy it. But I'm going to post this on Facebook. So here's the tease. I'm going to post the picture of this on our Facebook you can go to comboCharacterspod.com. It's going to take you right over to the Facebook page. And then that's where you'll see this picture that I'm talking about right now, which is somebody is selling an incomplete copy of Journey into Mystery 83, first appearance of Thor, mm -hmm. for $750. Now, that comic, in even poor condition, generally goes for about 2500 bucks. The Ooh. funny thing about this particular copy is the cover. So if you don't know what that cover looks like, it's like Thor. He's very much the focal point of the cover. He's got his hammer. He's, I think, swinging it around. His cape is behind him. He's ready to go. The cover of this comic, it's like a kid cut Thor right out of it. <laughs> and like made it like a sticker and stuck it on their wall. Because he's oh. fucking missing from the cover of this comic. Like, exactly where he should be, he is not there. Damn. And, and that is why this comic is $750. I still almost wanted to get it. Because, I mean, that is still the first appearance of Thor. It, you know, he's still in the comic, of course. Right. Uh, uh, Lib talked me out of it, but honestly, <laughs> I, I was like, no, this is not... I don't need to be spending this amount of money on something that isn't even really the thing that I really want. So, him, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, plus there's like, you know, bills and stuff to pay because we chose that bills was going to be a thing for humans, I guess. Um, but it's just cool to even see the comic and the fact that I think somebody will buy it and they're going to get it for under a grand. Good for them. That's cool. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's I, I was like, I'm going to buy it and then I'm just going to go to kinkos and download a real high-res scan of the cover and print it out and <laughs> and then just put it right in front of the slab and there you go but no nah, i didn't do it i didn't do it but uh well, yeah you told me before that you've seen like a uh, copy of like amazing comics 15 right amazing fantasy yeah amazing fantasy Fancy. 15 um like People sell like the pages. Just oh, I have a page. Yeah, I I'm one of those people. Uh, yeah, people will sell just a singular page from that comic. Well, and the funny thing is, so Amazing Fantasy 15, Spider-Man, that whole story, that first appearance of Spider-Man and all that, that's only yeah. the last eight pages of the comic itself. 
Oh. It's one of like three stories in the comic. They let Stan just kind of like, he, he right. kept bugging them about it. He's like, I got this idea. I got this idea. I want to do it. They're like, fine, <laughs> we're canceling this comic anyway. You can do the last story in the comic. It can be, you know, and then it just sold through I'm the roof. You guys, it's bugging me. It's bugging me. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, but I actually do have a page, and the page that I have, I would argue, other than when Peter gets bit by the spider, is the most important thing in all of Spider-Man's lore, which is... Oh, Ben! When Ben bites the dust, he dies on the page that <laughs> I have. Uh, and, uh, look, just to throw this out there, in case y'all think I'm a loony Ben for even having a page of that comic, I've had people offer me 1500 plus for that thing. Hell yeah. No, no, I think the most baller thing would be to have all eight pages of... Like, separate. The, yeah, yeah, and, like, kind of, like, displayed, like, in a gallery, like a museum Oh, gallery. my God, like, that's beautiful. Where you could just stand in the center and, like, like just read it, kind of just turning around. Right, like, going in, like, a circle or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, dude, that's lovely. We sh- we need to find, like, really rich people to, like, make that, them do yeah, these no. things. That's super villain money, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's one of the people from the casting corner... They she could do it. <laughs> we, can, we can get a hold of her. Uh again, teasing it. We'll see. You'll see. All right. Let's move on and actually get into this episode. Um, but man, it is so good to talk to you. Uh oh, yeah. it's it's too, been man. far too long, and we will be uh but bringing out, busting out, busting a move. You're gonna see uh way more episodes coming out in a much faster and frequent uh pace. Uh, than you're used to, listeners. So make sure you subscribe to the feed so you will be notified when these episodes are coming out. Um, and we're going to do something for the Deadpool Wolverine trailer uh, that, that should be really fun. But let's talk about that trailer, actually. It's a perfect yeah. transition here. Uh, so, Chris, uh, you actually know the answer to this because I told you. Uh-huh. But but just pretend I hadn't told you. And be, let's, right. if okay. you don't mind being... Uh, honest with the the many listeners that we have the deadpool and wolverine trailer broke all records for the most viewed trailer on youtube within 24 Uh hours we were talking about this just as a thing prior to recording today what did you think that number would be because i'll tell you Mm -hmm. what i thought the number would be but i want to know what you would think the number would have been what is that number and i'm going to tell everybody the real number Okay, um, ah, man, I, if I'm putting a number on it, it would be sixty-nine. Just sixty-nine, even not even like sixty-nine million or no, no, sixty-nine. Okay, uh, I mean, close in the sense that one of those numbers is in the actual number. Um, hey, so. Right. You know, like a third of the way there. I thought it was going to be better something... than usual for me. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I thought it was going to be something like sixty-five million views, right? Ooh, which is a lot. I mean, obviously, we have the Super Bowl spot, so that's that's going to carry a lot. But I thought, you know, I thought it was going to be sixty-five million views. Do you want to know what the real answer is? Yes, sir. It is three hundred and sixty-five million views in 24 hours that is that's a whole that's (laughs) i don't yeah there are no words that is so insane i don't know i don't even know what to say 
I don't even know what to say about that. That's wild. Um, let's. We're not going to do the watch pause talk uh, for this one because again, we are going to be trying to do something a little different um, in the next week or so with this particular trailer. But why don't you and I just talk a little bit about the trailer? Um, yeah. What What really? Okay, let me ask you this straight out. How did you feel after the trailer, after you saw it? What did you feel? Did you feel good about this? Did you feel bad about it? Are you excited? Are you are you cautiously excited? Are you like, oh, no, this is another Madam Web on our hands. This is all we're ever going to have is Madam Web. <laughs> I'm taking myself back to, like, the those those nice kind of iridescent days where I hadn't yet watched Madam Web. Uh, <laughs> anything was possible back two weeks ago. Uh I think when I saw it initially at Super Bowl, it was just kind of like, uh, oh, good, good. This It's done. It looks nice. It looks polished. We're, we're ready. But then I kind of, after I did rewatch it a couple times on YouTube, I was like, there's so much to catch up on, I guess. And I don't know. Is it like, uh, am I being too anxious? Like, Because Deadpool movies to me are really, you know, they're standalone. They're really funny. Just let Ryan Reynolds do Deadpool because he does it great. Right. Uh, is it gonna be so you know over like um, over encumbered with the rest of MCU now? Right, like overburdened <laughs> with the mistakes of Phase Five and Four and Five. Yeah, yeah. that's a fair question. Um, I I like to believe that that is not going to be the case. I do think so. From what I understand, Kevin and other high ranking people at 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 Marvel Studios um sort of had a a uh I won't say come to Jesus moment but you know that's a phrase that a lot of people use but something in that vein um after the performance of the Marvels being so much less than what they were anticipating mm-hmm. you know you got to remember the first Captain Marvel movie made over a billion dollars Marvel's made far, far less than that. I think it settled in at just under three hundred million, mm-hmm. um, which not not terrible, honestly. But like, well, I mean, it broke even basically, right? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it either broke even or like lost a little bit of money. But that's not something they're used to, right? So panic, panic time. Yeah. Uh, and then also the way a lot of um, like the Disney Plus stuff is being uh, received. Um, at, at best you could say people are sort of split on a lot of the things that have been coming out. And so they understood Kevin, uh, and everybody else understands that like, we need to fix this somehow. (laughs) Um, and I think Deadpool is uniquely qualified, much like the character from Taken. He has a certain special set of skills, (laughs) That allows him to do things, and it, I love that they put this in the trailer because he's like, "I'm Marvel Jesus." Yeah. <laughs> and so earlier when I said "come to Jesus" moment, I meant "come to Deadpool," because okay, because he can he can break the fourth wall. He can go in and out of universes. He can time travel. He can do anything. And if there's anyone that you want to guide you through the mess of what the MCU has been post uh, Endgame, I think mm-hmm. Deadpool is like the most qualified character that could do that from a narrative standpoint. But what really encourages me after seeing the trailer is I had this idea that, you know, 
Guardians 3 was awesome. Guardians 1, 2, and 3 were all fantastic films, but that's because James Gunn had a singular artistic vision for what he wanted to do with those characters. Be damned whatever the MCU wanted, like, in terms of crossovers and stuff. He's like, I have a story to tell. I'm going to tell it. I think Ryan Reynolds with Deadpool has the same kind of cachet, the same kind of power, the same kind of weight, and the same type of vision where he's not going to let them make a bad Deadpool movie. I just yeah, I just yeah. don't think he's going to let that happen. Um, now, as to Ooh. how clean this movie's going to be, how like nice and tidy is it going to be? I don't know. I don't know. Because, like you said, there's a lot that they have to try to fix. But I think that I really do think they're going to use Deadpool 3 almost as a soft reset to get everybody back on track. Because they know that Deadpool and Wolverine, that's those are characters that everybody knows. You don't have to. Oh, yeah. What the hell was that? Did you hear that? Uh, anyway. Yeah, man. Is it did time? You, did you hear the robot? <laughs> like it was like a robotic, robotic sound. <laughs> anyway, I'm losing my mind here. Um, look, you don't have to tell people who Deadpool and Wolverine are. Everybody knows who they are. You might have to tell people who the hell um, Photon is, or fucking, you know, even, even Captain the, Marvel. Was that even the TVA? Who's pretty heavily featured in the trailer? Yeah, even the TVA. Well, like. Well, I- Maybe that's kind of the thing I was worried about. Was like, how much of it is going to be like uh, Deadpool getting to interact with Wolverine? Like, um, hopefully, that's like the majority of the. I movie. think it's going to be the majority of it, because I've heard it's yeah. been described as a buddy cop movie. Okay, so right. that you know, at last I checked, Turner and Hooch were both in the movie <laughs> for quite a bit of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, those are the those are the things that hearten me about the film that make me encouraged. I, I really think Ryan Reynolds is not going to let them make a bad movie, and I right. do think the character of Deadpool is uniquely qualified to kind of navigate all this bullshit. And then the other thing is this: apparently, from that meeting that they had, they determined, like, okay, we need to stop trying to get all these like C and D and E list characters. And giving them these, like, big platforms, you know. And, like, I, I didn't mind Deco, but it's not, you know, it's not a big draw either, to use a wrestling term. Like, it's, right. it's just Echo is what Echo is. That's fine. You compare, like, the what do people know of Echo versus what do people know of Wolverine or Deadpool? It's not even close. Oh, for sure. And so, yeah. and so, in that meeting, Kevin Kevin said they're going to pivot, and instead of doing all of these like unknown characters and trying to build a giant universe with like these sub characters, which is a nice idea, they're going to just do like the characters that everybody knows. So, Silver Surfer, Fantastic Four, Deadpool, Wolverine, the X Men, like. Really big character properties. And honestly, (laughs) I think that's the way to go. I think that's what they should have been doing the whole time. Yeah. Uh, You know. But, you know, here we are. So I I think it's going to be great. Uh, It looks really fun. It looks like a movie. You know, it doesn't (laughs) look like the production is messed up in any way. 
Um, Ryan Reynolds fits that character like a glove, you know. I'm really wondering what cameos we're going to get. Uh, I think we're going to get a lot. I do get concerned. We've talked about this before, the cameo porn huh. kind of thing. But I do think um, I think we're going to be – I think there's going to be some really fun surprises in, in Deadpool Wolverine. Now, before we move on to the, to the next thing, uh-huh. is there one thing above all else that you're hoping to see in, in Deadpool and Wolverine? Oh man! Uh, Just based off what you saw in the trailer, like something that, like, okay, you're like, right. okay, well, so I can reasonably guess that I hope that this thing happens or this thing comes along. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of TVA. I'll go back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd be a dummy if you didn't include Owen Wilson in at least a scene. <laughs> yeah. And so having Deadpool go up to Owen Wilson and Owen Wilson like, hey, you blah 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 blah, and then and Deadpool just goes wow or something like that back to him like. Come on. Yeah. Go for it. You got to go for it. I think I think you're absolutely right. I really hope Owen Wilson is in it. I'm, I think I saw. Now, I don't know. Like, I don't even want to look at the IMD page, IMDb pages. I don't want anything really spoiled for me with this one. We are going to be lightly covering this movie as we run up to when it actually uh, comes out. Because I, I don't want to spoil it. And I don't want to be spoiled for it. <laughs> um, I've already heard some pretty juicy rumors. Um, a couple we'll touch on in casting corner, but they're they're more like smaller things within that should be within the film. So um, that's great, though. I would love to see Owen Wilson in it. I'm pretty sure I have heard from a couple of places that that uh, that they at least approached him about it. So okay, yeah. So I think I think you may be in luck, sir. Is what I'm saying. Hey, all right. Um, as for me, uh, honestly, I just. I just want them to make a good movie with a good story that is entertaining. <laughs> the bar is the floor. <laughs> like, don't be so concerned with connecting everything or fixing everything. If you can just make an entertaining movie, that's going to do a lot of the like work. Mm-hmm. So just just do that. Um, also, just as a side note to the Marvels, you know, I mentioned it earlier. Turns out, like, it came out on streaming finally. A bunch of people saw it, and they're like, oh, it's actually good. Yeah, we like this. But we weren't <laughs> we weren't going to see it in the theater because we knew it was coming to Disney+, Plus, which was the same bullshit that I was talking about last episode. The, the, the mouse has fucked itself. <laughs> yeah. Like, they've taught everybody to wait for streaming, so yeah, all of your uh, billion-dollar properties, say goodbye to those. Way to go, guys. Wait, good job. I mean, I you know we could fix it, but they got to hire us. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really looking forward to the Deadpool and Wolverine. Though I love that they didn't really show Wolverine; that it was just kind of like hinted at. Um, good times, good times. All right, let's talk about the other big, big, big Marvel property project that is definitely coming out, and it's finally, finally gaining some momentum. That's Fantastic Four. Okay, so what do we know about this movie? We know the cast, which we are going to cover. What was that? There's four people. There's at least four people. We believe they are fantastic. One of them definitely thinks that they are. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Have you ever heard that Norm MacDonald bit, the comedy bit about Mr. Fantastic? No. 
Oh, it's so good. Uh, you know what? We'll probably throw that up on Facebook too, dude. It's so funny. It's like an eight-minute bit. It is so funny. It's like he's re- Norm Macdonald is Reed Richards, uh-huh. and he's just like, "Oh, Ben, you're so grotesque. Oh, you're <laughs> like you're like some grotesque thing. That'll be your name, the thing." <laughs> and then he's like, "And Sue." I can't see you. It's like you're not even here. You're not doing anything. You're just invisible. You're you're like you're an invisible g- girl. <laughs> and me, I'm I'm the smartest man ever who ever lived and also in this room. I'm wonderful. I'm Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> and then the the rest of the bit is just the other three characters going like, hey, can we revisit this name thing? Also, you shouldn't <laughs> be naming everyone. Also, you shouldn't be naming yourself. Also, you're not even that fantastic. Like, it's just a whole thing, and it's very, very funny. Um, we will put that on the Facebook page. Uh, but yeah, so everyone can check it out. But... Uh, we do know, again, there are four people. We do know who the four actors that are playing the characters are going to be. We're going to get that in Casting Corner. But something else that just came out, and I'm talking about within the last week or so, mm-hmm. the Fantastic Four is getting some rewrites. Uh, again, they're, they're, they haven't even started shooting it yet, so it's okay. It's really not a super panic. I You know, when we talk about Ben and Webb, I'll explain how that's a different scenario. Um but they're doing some rewrites on the script by Eric Pearson. If you don't know who that is, that is the guy who wrote Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Mm. So solid script, right? Like a fun, good script. If he's the one that's doing it, I'm actually okay with that. I I suspect it will be fine to amazing somewhere in that range. Mm. Uh, So that's cool. What do you think about them getting um, a Marvel vet writer, to come in and kind of polish up the script. What do you think about that? I think that's actually pretty like uh, it, it's, I guess showing something good. Like the Marvel house style has a, like a little bit of snark to it, a little bit of kind of like a sarcastic edge. Mm-hmm. So maybe hopefully there's like some punch up happening with like just character dialogue. Um, maybe, you know, things to just keep the pace moving. Uh, Cause it's pretty hard to, <laughs> if you don't have like the script set exactly as you want, it's pretty hard to like, fix that in principal photography so um yeah no i i totally agree with you i think it's a good move like th- he knows how to work with the mouse and kind of cheeses that he likes and right how to, how to brush the tail <laughs> you got to stroke that tail you got to brush that tail <laughs> uh yeah anyway i also think it's a good it's a good thing we'll we'll see i really i i don't know what makes me feel this but i do feel it in my guttural area in the bread Uh-oh. basket if you will it's either oh, no. that or the taco bell that i had earlier so that's yep. it's probably the taco bell let's be honest but i think that deadpool wolverine and fantastic four i'm, I'm gonna say it right now i think Uh-oh. those are gonna be the two movies the two projects they get Marvel back on track, on solid fucking track, on solid ground. Stop it. Get some help. I think it's going to happen. Putting it down to the universe. Right. I'm not saying we're ever going to get to the heights of the Infinity Saga, because when that thing was churning, boy, oh boy, was that some magic. But I, I do think we're going to start trending in the right direction with both of these projects. Um, I hope I, I think I'm on the other end. I hope so. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hope is fine. Hope hope is what rebellions are built on, is what I've wow. been told. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are about to embark on the biggest, I really do mean it, the biggest slash longest casting corner trip we've ever gone on. Let's do it, everybody. True believers. So much dust in this booth. Oh, my God. The pie. It's moldy. Have you ever heard that band Moldy Peaches? Uh, No. Also, uh. Yeah, I know. You would think so, but it's like they're kind of folky. It's really weird. Like, I don't understand <laughs> why that's their name. I, I've, a, I, you know, I've been curious. Like, I should probably look it up, but like, it's really strange. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why that's a thing. Wow, they're just like some hippies from Selena's. Sort of. Like, yeah. Hi guys, this is our song. Hope you like it. We do. Yeah, a little bit. It's, again, <laughs> it's strange. All right, not a music podcast. Um. <laughs> okay, let's start off. Man, I am I'm looking at the list right now, right in front of me, man. These are some fucking yeah, dude, names. That... These are some names, sir. Well, you're sure about all these. <laughs> uh well, except for the ones where I put rumor, of course, right? There's there's a few that are rumor for right now. Uh, they're uh, not they're not uh, set in stone. Okay. But this okay. one is at least halfway, and you'll see what I mean. Okay. None other than Star of stage and screen, star of recent film Argyle. By the way, man, did you see Argyle? Yeah, motherfucker, you told me to. I, I well, look, I tell you to do a lot of things. You don't Fuck. always do them. <laughs> do you want to do? Because I mean, I don't want to spoil. You stayed for the credits, right? Yeah, I think it was just a mid credit. This is right? like a mid credit thing. Yeah. Without spoiling anything, uh-huh. I can say it on the podcast without spoiling for the listeners. Technically, technically, we could cover it for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying we have to. Uh, it actually sounds like you didn't enjoy the film as much as I did. I, I really enjoyed it quite a bit. It, it was all right. It was, uh, I don't know. I got to say, I got to say that um, that uh, uh, Sam Rockwell I, I just love everything he does. Is it, it is contract that he has to fucking dance. He loves he... to dance. Let the man dance. Uh, <laughs> all right. It's just if it's like a like a thing. If it's a, if he's afflicted, then it's okay. You just tell us. We'll, we don't have to film it. <laughs> like they could say they're rolling, but they're not. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough, man. That's a tough. <laughs> the man's got some moves. It's not like he's terrible at it. I'm not saying he's Fred Astaire, but I, my my suspicion he might be Fred in Escalator. Wow, my yeah, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Nolan Ryan over here, <laughs> throwing right, heaters, God. baby. Fine, all aboard the Express. <laughs> yeah, old man, you gotta noogie somebody if they rush the mound. Uh, <laughs> yep, damn right, I'll spit on him too. <laughs> Because Texas, I don't know. I was just going to say, like, my suspension of disbelief is pretty ironclad, but fucking Argyle pushed it. God damn oh, it. I, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I think you have to, you have to really lean into the absurdity of, of some of those scenes. Absolutely. And, and there is definitely an argument to be made that if you took those, like, kind of absurdist parts out of the film, that it would be a better movie. Oh, um, yeah. Um, I- those the inclusion that they, those scenes were in there 
does make it a comic book movie, I think. You're right. It it does something, you know. But uh, but I do I I I love the idea of like a hidden universe film, right? Like a film that ties into something else. Yeah. Without you knowing that that's what they're doing, but they know that they're doing it the whole time, and it's kind of fun. Anyway, sort of it. We got off on another tangent. It happens. This is what people like about the show, is from what I understand. Maybe. Uh, Henry Cavill, who's in Argyle, has officially, this is official, signed on to play, quote, I'm not even joking. This is how they phrased it. Some role within the MCU. <laughs> so we're going to play a little game called Call Your Shot oh, shit. Cavill. Okay. Now I'll let you go. I'll let you decide, Chris. If I go uh, first or if you go first, I talk first, you talk first, who talks first. Oh, that's a good sound up. We need that one. Uh, yeah, it's a good one. We'll get that one. Um, do you want to guess who he is going to be in the MCU, or do you want me to go first? Oh, I, I, ha, huh, dude. Because I have a, I have a strong inclination. Yeah. yeah. You got a lock. I. I would, I would, might say it's a lock. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, okay. So, you know, I, we've talked about this on the pod before. I have sources. I, I really do. I promise. Um, I have not heard anything. No one has told me anything. No one has, has fed me anything. No breadcrumbs. Nothing. This is just a gut feeling. Okay. But I do think I know who he's going to be playing. I think I'm so I, yeah. I, I do not like gilding lilies. Let's go for it. So you go okay. for it. I believe that Henry Cavill is going to be playing none other than Mr. Victor Von Doom. And my only concern Gosh. at this point is, because uh-huh. that's a big actor with a lot of obligations, right? It's a big man. He's got a lot of power, a lot of pull. He's doing this whole Warhammer thing. Yep. Um, I need... If he's going to be Victor Von Doom, I need Henry Cavill for at least three pictures. I need a three-picture deal, and I would love to have a three-picture deal plus two cameos. Yeah? That's what I would want. That's a standard Disney contract. They do that. They do three pictures, two cameos. It's a five-picture thing. They've done mm-hmm. it for other actors in their, in their stable. Three main three pictures where he's a feature, and then two cameos, you know, like in an Avengers film or, or whatever, whatever. Uh, I cannot, under no circumstance, do I want Henry Cavill as Doctor Doom for one fucking movie. <laughs> if that happens, I don't care how good it is. I don't care how good of a performance. I'm gonna be so pissed. I'm gonna be so 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 incredibly mad. If you a get this guy, this amazing actor, this guy who really throws himself into these roles, and then yeah. you have this villain, right? This guy, Doctor Doom, is arguably the best villain in the Marvel universe. Period. Wow. Period. Uh, not wrong. Okay, he's easily in the conversation and arguably the best. You can't do it for one movie. Even if it's an Avengers film, you cannot do. You cannot Ultron. What Doctor if it's Doom. another Ant Man movie though? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I might just. 
I I might just. It sounds like you're about to have an aneurysm. Yeah, I don't I don't even know why you proposed that as a potentiality because like my my brain can't handle it. Uh, I have no answer for you. Is what my answer is. Okay, so instead of like the like the three feature two cameo, what about what if they Josh Brolin him? What if they sprinkle a little bit of Doom here and there? Okay, and like up to be like the big bad. Okay, so you're talking like cameo, 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 two Avengers films. Yeah. Okay, I'm okay with that, too. I'm okay with that, too. It just can't be one film. And not because it's Henry Cavill, because I do like Henry Cavill, but, like, it's Doctor Doom. You can't one-shot Doctor Doom. He's got hidden missiles. They keep them tucked in. They are... (laughs) You think you know where they are. They are not where you think they are. All right. No. Ugh. No, I know, I know. Maybe under the little tunic dress part, like where the you know where his like waist is, and and, and no, not there, not where you think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, man. So now, what do you got? What do you? Who's Cavill. Cavill, uh, hard to work with. Uh, got kicked off of Witcher. Because look, you th- okay? I can't tell if you're doing it bit or not because I have my thoughts on that. Can grow a mustache at, on on command. On command, he can he can beard up. Yep, because I saw that on Mission Impossible. That's what that's what happened. Yeah, man, he like he like punched his arm and then boom, beard. He, he reloaded his fists because you can do that, I guess. <laughs> Why not? Honestly, <laughs> let me ask you this: If anybody could reload their fists, <laughs> is it not Henry Cavill? Yeah, this is true. Fair fair point. <laughs> uh yeah dude okay doom i kind of figured as much uh, okay what, is that where you're leaning to i was just trying to think like big names we're, we're definitely tracking more villainous than hero right uh because I'll, I'll give you one that's been that's been bandied about out there on the interwebs yeah, yeah please captain britain okay okay which not mad at that if that's the no. case Feels a little what ifish, a little bit, a little Captain Carter. Like they already have Captain Carter, so I kind of think they won't go in that right. direction. That's kind of my thought. But yeah, Captain Britain. He's Doc- too big a name to be like a really sort of ancillary character from the from like the what what's the thing that Kit Harrington's doing? The the Black Knight. Yeah, that. The Black I don't Knight. Know. Yeah, you've been playing Marvel uh, Snap. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> the other one, so it's Captain Britain, and then the other one I'm hearing is, and this is, I could, I guess I could see this, it depends on what they do with the whole Secret Wars thing, but the Beyonder, right? The Beyonder, which is a character that is sort of at the central part of Secret Wars, or at least the one from the 80s. Oh, uh, okay. Um, not as and... much in the in the more recent version of Secret Wars. I, I, think, I think you're right. If it's a part that has Cavill interested in like spreading himself like an, an, an so not thin I guess but if you aren't helping the whole Warhammer thing then I guess it is kind of like distracting you from that it has to be a big part right it has to be a, something juicy something it has to be it has to be doom that's what I'm thinking I'm, I mean I'm and honestly at this point I'm hoping now that, you know my number one choice for Doctor Doom has mm-hmm. and always will be Ben Mendelsohn Mendo Bendo Mendo but a couple of problems with that. He was already the scroll from Captain Marvel. 
and oh, Talos. Secret with Talos, yeah. yeah. He was already Talos uh, from um, Secret Invasion and um, the uh, the Captain Marvel movie. Uh, not saying they couldn't, you know, just just recast. You just cast him again, and it's like whatever, because that guy would crush it. I mean, that guy's and he loves Doctor Doom. He's openly said like. I would give my, he literally said, I would give my eyes and teeth to play Victor Von Doom. <laughs> what the fuck, man? No other actor is saying shit like that, okay? So he's clearly <laughs> in it to win it. Uh, he's an amazing actor. He has an incredible voice, right? So I think he would crush it. He would be my first choice. Absolutely. Mm. I kind of think they want uh, an even bigger name for Doom, and I think Henry Cavill is definitely that level of, of name yeah. to, to put to that character. Um, but we'll see. Um, so you're, you think it might be doomed too, though. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't gotten around to making the, the meme. I, I was, I think I did like text to you. I was like, Oh fucking shit. He's going to be big wheel. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so good. That dude, that made me laugh so hard. Like, like in real time. <laughs> It, but that means he's like a little bit of Sony then, so that can happen. I mean, I will I will say this. If Sony somehow got Henry Cavill to be like in a superhero <laughs> film, I know that they would do something as stupid as making him Big Wheel. That is 100% believable. That is like the most believable thing I can think of right now. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past him, but that would be... I mean, that would be something else if he were Big Wheel. Um, really bringing it full circle to the podcast because, you know, we got the Big Wheel winner. And um, Yes, sir. Yeah, I think if anybody knows uh, about what we're talking about in this episode, you can probably guess where that Big Wheel winner is going to go. So, <laughs> um, All right, so that is literally point the first thing on the list of Casting Corner. <laughs> That's one. Wow. One. All right, here we go. Another Super huge name. Gigantic name. Now, this one is a rumor. We did just talk about Sony, and so this is where I get a little uh, Cricernicus in my in my tummy. Um, Nicholas Cage. Uh-huh. Okay. Famously, Mr. Nick Coppola, whose stage <laughs> name Cage, he took literally from Luke Cage. Yeah. A.K.A. Power Man, A.K.A. Luke Cage, Marvel Comics guy, right? So like, Nicholas Cage loves comic books. He was Ghost Rider, loves comic shit, fantastic. Oh yeah. He was sort of in The Flash as Superman, but also oh, kind of yeah. not. Woof, woof. Okay. Kevin Smith, Superman. Yeah. 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 Oh no, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Um but um Oh, right, right, right. He uh Nicolas Cage rumored to be in talks to star in a live action Spider Man Noir film. I don't have like a confused sound on here, do I? Uh Oh my god. <laughs> That's perfect. So here's how I feel about that, because I love Nicolas Cage. I, I, he's got an incredible range as an actor. He actually is legitimately a very good actor. I think it's funny when people think that he's not. 
uh he will do anything like film wise for money like he'll just do whatever uh and, and like the witch is that one of them uh he uh season of the witch uh is one he's in uh that movie next which actually is like a giant chunk of madam web seems to have stolen the plot from um <laughs> also not a very good movie so like why steal that plot i don't know what you're doing um we'll get to it but like i mean he's an adaptation he's in you know he's just he's in a bunch of other things that are really good he's he's definitely has the ability to 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 elevate whatever he's in if he if he wants my concern is that sony again we're going to talk about madam web in just a little bit sony has shown us that they have no fucking clue what to do in terms of a live action spidey anything yeah uh unless Kevin's, you know, driving the car. Is unless unless Kevin is, you know, got his hands on the steering wheel. <laughs> Sony don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, now, if if like it comes out later that uh, Lloyd and Miller of Spider Verse fame are going to be directing or producing or writing a Spider Man live action noir film with Nick Cage, I'm back in, baby. Like, yeah. okay, absolutely, those guys know what they're doing. No problem. No problem. But if, if I don't hear that those guys are involved and I don't hear that, that Kevin Feige's involved in some way, I am super sus, man. It doesn't bode well. Yeah. Uh, especially with the most recent outing that they had. Um, we still have Craven coming out. Fuck, dude. <laughs> Venom 3 coming out. Craven, though. Oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh boy, horror abounds. Uh, I, I, I really, really did like his uh, his take on Spider Noir in uh, the animated stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, again, why do you have the compulsion to bring it live action? Don't need to. You're right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I like the idea, but you you brought up an excellent point, which is why. Um, well, the answer is money. We know the well, answer. No, yes, yes. Of course, the answer is money. <laughs> money and contracts and blah blah blah. But ah, it it doesn't feel like they can't. No, yeah, this type of like consumerism art is like uh that. we care. We care about the characters. We think it's a kind of a cool character done in a cool way by a cool actor, and like all that coolness is just gonna get sucked right out of it. Oh boy! <laughs> yep. We can turn a buck. Yep. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's absolutely valid to be um, concerned and and even turned off at the idea. I, I don't disagree. Um, I will be hopeful that either this turns into something different or, again, if Lloyd and Miller are involved, then I will be much less concerned. I'll be like, okay, maybe they can do it. Right. But so, we'll see. So- some signs that somebody has a has a thought has an idea. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I, th- I mean, again, I think Nick Cage can definitely do it. Like if he, if he wanted to. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move on. That's just that's just number two. We still got more. We got plenty more. Millie Alcock. Okay, House of the Dragon. Have you heard of it? Have you seen this thing? Uh, season. Is it season two? Is that out? I don't think so. Okay, season two will be coming out soon. I've 
it's hard, man. It's hard to keep track of all this pop culture stuff. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I like season one a lot. Good times. Matt Smith's in it. Millie Alcock's in it. She's going to be. James Gunn has revealed that she's going to be the DCU's Supergirl. And I think that is a fantastic casting choice. Okay. I mean, all right. Uh, Jennifer Kaya, pretty, pretty good at Supergirl. But okay. Oh, you're huh? talking uh, Sasha. Yeah. Sasha yeah. So, so from, from The Flash. Now, here's, here's where I think that movie fucks everything up. Um, <laughs> I think that James Gunn rightfully is like, I want absolutely nothing to do with the flaming dog shit, bag of dog shit that is on fire that is The Flash. And I don't think he wants any of that shit tainting the new launch of what's the new DC Cinematic Universe. Uh-huh. And that is why he's not bringing her on as Supergirl. I think she was great. I, I I completely agree with you. I think, unfortunately, because she was in that movie, which is just a fucking mess of a film, um, that it's it's it kind of uh, is held against her in a way. Yeah. Not fair. Not fair, but it is what it is. Uh, that being said, I think Millie Alcock's really uh, talented. Um, if you haven't read, I think it's called Supergirl, uh, Girl of Tomorrow. It's uh, an incredible read, and from what I understand, they're going to be taking a lot from that series to uh, to do the film. Okay. So, um, yeah, Millie Alcock. Who, who other? Okay, so I, well, I was what I was going to ask you is one, what do you think of this casting? But two, would you have picked someone else? And I feel like you've kind of shown your hand a little bit. You would have wanted to go with with Sashikai. Yeah, I mean, uh, just because like you don't have to burn down everything, but uh, I, I get I get that James Gunn is like, no, 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 I'm in control. This is my stuff now, so I'm gonna have my toys and like, yeah, I, it, fair, fair, uh, and like it it was a dumpster fire that entire goddamn movie. So and see, I think it's a business thing. It's not a talent thing. It's not like and she, I mean, arguably she was the best thing of that whole movie anyway. For sure, yeah. So, so. You know, it's not for lack of ability of her to do it. I I just think ultimately, unfortunately, it came down to a business decision. Like you know, like you said, yeah, wants to play with his toys or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think Millie Alcock's going to do great. Um, and that's uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll see how that goes whenever a trailer eventually comes out. It's going to be some years down the road. Uh, okay, here's uh, the really big chunk bit of the casting corner yeah we're still in the casting corner get another piece of pie if you want we're gonna be here a while <laughs> <laughs> all right fantastic four we talked about it a little earlier in the show here we go here's here's how the butter's made all right vanessa kirby sue storm joseph quinn johnny storm eben moss Bachrach, thing Pedro Pascal, Reed Richards. Okay, Vanessa Kirby, she was in, uh, I almost said Hustle and Flow. She is in Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, she's <laughs> she's like the Shaw's sister. She's a central character in that movie. Oh, yeah. She's oh. really fun. She's got hey. a lot of good energy to her. I like uh, her ability to play comedy and action. Um, seems like a perfect casting, honestly. 
What if happened you're... to that girl from Awesome Flow? He's been up real quick. Oh, <laughs> go on. Yeah, go on. I forgot about the girl. I just remember DJ Qualls and uh, and our boy uh, was oh, once going to be War Machine. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, come on, man. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> There's so wait, what was the girl's name from Hustle and Flow? I'm trying to find it. Oh, I thought, uh, you, I thought you found it. Okay. So Vanessa Kirby, Sue Storm, I think that's solid. I'm going to just give you quick little uh, listeners rundown of like who these people are in case you don't know joseph quinn uh that's eddie from stranger things the metallica dude the like everyone loves this character from yeah. this uh season he's gonna be johnny storm evan moss backrock uh he was he's in the bear which i have not seen so i can't really speak to it but i know that show is you everybody's like, favorite show it's like ratatouille but with a bear okay like he's cooking, right? Is that the what the bear is? is cooking? Yeah. Is it CG the bear? Or... It's a real bear. That's why the budget's so expensive. Okay. Um, and I think that's also why the show is like on hiatus a lot because I think the bear like will attack some of the co-stars <laughs> and then they have to like you know heal and not have broken bones and lacerations, <laughs> multiple lacerations. Um, but no, anyway, um. Shout out to Bam Bam Bigelow for teaching me the word lacerations. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Uh, I got bread basket from wrestling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My of, God, he super kicked him in the bread basket. Yeah, yeah. The solar plexus, too. <laughs> I got, got a lot of that. Thanks, Gorilla Monsoon. Uh, Pedro Pascal. Okay. Uh, uh, fuck the Mandalorian. Uh, Last of Us. Um, we, we claim him, right? East Antonio, two ten. Two ten, yeah, we can claim him. Um, he's in the drive away dolls for like uh, <laughs> ten seconds. It's kind of interesting. Oh, he's in that one movie with uh, Nicolas Cage. Oh yeah, the the massive talent. Man, yeah. Libby Libby loves referencing that, uh, especially that scene where um, Nick Cage is is in the car. And they just took, I think, some edibles. And he's looking at Peter Pascal. And Peter Pascal looks insane. Like, he's, like, <laughs> so happy. Um, anyway, Libby references that to me a lot for whatever reason. Um, Pedro Pascal. Okay, so, Chris, running it down, Kirby, Quinn, Backrack, Pascal. What do you think about those four as your Fantastic Four? Yeah, no, I mean, they, uh, it looks like they're all on board with the kind of the aesthetic they're going with, which is awesome to see. Uh, right. Like, and of course, we're talking, you're, you're referencing the, the little flyer, the poster that's like an illustration. And it's like, yeah. it looks like it's from the 60s. There's like a Life magazine in there. And yeah, that whole kind of super science era back in the day. Yeah, the, yeah, that's true. That is a great, I really do think, and for those listeners who don't know, uh, this movie has long been rumored to take place in the 60s. Um, I think that's such a fantastic setting for something like yeah. this because yeah. of the aesthetic. I, I think it's... Oh, I mean, I, I love that aesthetic already anyway, but I just have a feeling like visually it's going to be such a like a, a pleasing experience to, to play sure. around in that era. Yeah, Johnny Quest it up. Yes, uh, exactly, exactly. I think it, all of them hit pretty, real, pretty well. Like... Uh, can't be happier with Pedro Pascal in there. That's awesome. Uh, and especially Joseph Quinn, too. Like, it's kind of really cool to see how his career is going to launch off of uh, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be good. Uh, and for those that think like, oh, well, you know, it's not even like, you know, a lot of people kind of consider Mr. Fantastic to be like the central character of the film, but really they're all on equal footing. Um, and for those that don't know, in the original Fantastic Four movies from the, the early 2000s, it was none other than Mr. Chris Evans of the Chris Evans list. It was Johnny Storm, uh, Human Torch. So, you know, who knows where Joseph Quinn's career could go from here. You know, we could be, he could be in, um, I was going to say he could be in the MCU in the future, but he's already in the MCU, so maybe he could be in the DCU in the future. Wow. As like one of their central, he could be fucking Batman. Oh, he, like as soon as they remake, because um, you know they're gonna eventually do a uh, remake of everything live yeah. action. So Scott Pilgrim remake, uh, he could be Lucas Lee. Perfect for some Perfect. ultra meta. Yeah. Right? Yes, that would be great. I love that. <laughs> also, I just want to throw this out there: the dude that plays uh, Reacher from that show Reacher, yeah. that's the guy that should be Batman. Yeah, in in the DCU, he's huge. He's a huge dude. He lo- he just looks like Batman. Like I literally just look at him. I'm like, that's Batman. Everybody knows that's Batman, right? Like, shouldn't you be like in Gotham City? What are you doing here? Are you in Detroit? What are you doing in Detroit? Go the fuck back to Gotham City. What are you doing here, sir? Um, what I want out of my Batman is somebody who's wide. He's he's pretty wide. He's a wide. He's thick dude. He's huge. That dude's huge. <laughs> That dude looks like that guy. <laughs> that guy makes Ben Affleck look like Spud Webb. Like that's, <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. Ben Affleck is a wide man as well. Um, uh, not Shahadi White wide. No one is that wide. Um, Dude, there we go. Um, all right, and Evan Moss back, back right. I can't. I can't say a lot about him because I just I haven't really seen anything that he's he's been in. Um, but again, I think he's been nominated for the show, the bear. So that's I think probably I, pretty good. He won a golden globe, right? I think he won a golden globe. Yeah. I think you're right. It was either a globe or an Emmy. So, um, Pedro Pascal, I will say this about Pedro Pascal. I did. I went on my whole rant. I think in the last episode where I was like, I don't know that I can actually picture him as like the world's smartest man. It's not a shot at like the way he looks or anything. It's Damn just, dude. It's just, what? I feel like the characters where he excels, he plays like this, like, gritty everyman. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, what I've seen so far wow. from him. He's like a gritty, like, like you know, he's he's clever and he's, he's gritty and he's going to get the job done. But it's not going to be clean. Whereas Miss Fantastic is like the cleanest fucking most thought out, like, predetermined dude on the planet. So all I'm saying is this, it, this is a perfect opportunity for Peter Pascal to really broaden his range and show saying, us what he can do. He's playing against type. Like, you don't usually get the smart character. A little Hey, man. He oh, was, dude. He was. Look, how smart was Maxwell Lord in Wonder Woman 84? He was. You kidding me? A con man? They had to be super smart. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's sure born out to be true. Oh man, on the law and order thing, have you seen the show called Resident Alien? It is really fun. 
Why, why'd you got to go for Resident Alien right after talking about Pedro Pascal, man? Yeah, I know. I know. Well, am I am I working on levels or was that on accident? I don't know. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Uh, no, I do. I do think he's going to do a great job. Um, I cannot wait to see all four of them just interacting mm-hmm. and, and get that little robot going. Maybe set it on fire at one point. Wow! And then and then maybe like a fire extinguisher to get it not on robot fire. Speaks. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got to show the robots where they stand <laughs> for now before they take over and, and kill us all, enslave us all. All right, we're still not done. <laughs> We're still not done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is a rumor, okay? Because honestly, I don't even know what's going on with this anymore. The latest report that I'm seeing is that Kevin and Marvel want to just move away from Kang, that his role is going to be minimized, that the Avengers movie that was supposed to come out next, the Kang Dynasty, is no longer going to be named that. That's already out there in the trades, okay? Mm. They they haven't told us what the name is going to be, but Kang Dynasty is finito. It is gone. Doesn't mean that Kang won't show up. Uh, we do know that the Jonathan Majors is no longer in that role. Disney has severed all ties due to the um, the found guilty of those charges uh, with the New York. Uh, they didn't even it didn't end up being domestic assault, but it was whatever they classified it as. But he's done, okay? Whatever. He made his bed. That's what happened. That's where we are. Let's move on. Coleman Domingo is the new rumored Kang. He's the front runner. If you don't know who that is, um, he's, he's, I don't know if he would say he's relatively new, but I actually just saw him in a movie called Drive Away Dolls. Second time you've referenced that in like five minutes. I just saw it like a couple of days ago. <laughs> so many times did you see this? Jesus, it's a it's a Cohen brother. It's a Co- not a Cohen brothers film, but one of the Cohen brothers. I think it's Ethan Cohen, a Cohen brother, <laughs> uh, directed it and co-wrote the film. Oh. Anyway, he's in it. He's charming as hell. He's good. If he's king, I got no problem with that. Oh shit! This is the dude from Fear the Walking Dead. Okay. Okay, Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's the yeah, yeah. He's the dude from Fear the Walking Dead. Um, he's a good actor. He's a really good actor. I, I have I, I can absolutely see him being Kang, um, especially if you're not going to make Kang the focal point bad baddie for Marvel moving forward, which I don't think they're going to do. I think this is an actor that you can definitely pepper in here and there, and he's going to do a great job. And and that's really it. You know, you don't need the the cachet name of a Denzel Washington or whatever, or even a um, what uh, John David Washington. You know, I think Coleman uh, Domingo is also somebody that they can probably get a lot cheaper. <laughs> wow, dude! I just don't think wow, his, compared dude. to Denzel Washington, I don't think his <laughs> price is is this in the same tier. And I think they can lock him in for a lot more uh, like cameo roles if they want to pepper Kang in to a bunch of other stuff. Wow, dude. <laughs> Plus, they're going to have to save their money for the next person on the list. So what do you think about Coleman Domingo as Kang before we move on? 
It's great. I was trying to look. What's his name? Like, uh, who is the bad guy in Civil War? It was also like the Nazi sniper from uh, Inglorious Bastards. Uh, oh, oh, the guy that plays uh, the the guy that, the guy that plays the uh, Baron uh, Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo. Shit. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. If it could just be like Coleman Domingo as Kang in the Kang suit, and then Baron Zemo just chilling in a club, like having drinks back and forth, and every now and again, whatever movie's going on, there's just cuts to them. I'm more than happy. I would love that. Right? Nothing would make me happier, honestly. I would talk about just like classic soul records or something. Yeah. 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 Just like sipping on like a like an old fashioned or something. (laughs) And then like every now and again, uh, Coleman Domingo as Kang just goes shit. (laughs) (laughs) Disney, you gotta hire us. Kevin, you gotta hire us. That's the move. That's the move for 2025, man. I'm telling you. Right? None of this Eternals bullshit, the fucking Celestial and the Indian Ocean that everybody forgot about. Oh my god, the fucking Celestial that is literally sticking out of the earth. Kingo said, fuck this, I'm gonna go shoot some Ben Kenobi episodes. Mm-hmm. Hey man, he's Damn. he's been an actor for over a century hey so. don't hate it don't hate it don't hate the player don't hate the game don't hate either one because they're both flawless are you saying we should just shake it off oh oh man it's so timely yes we can definitely shake it off all right we are closing out again this spectacular star-studded casting corner with the most mind-boggling little bit of uh casting corner news i think we've ever shared taylor swift tay tay swifties get in a tizzy get those bracelets out Uh we're doing this where's travis kelsey bring them all taylor swift okay if you don't want to know anything about deadpool we don't know if this is true or not but this is a rumor Mm -hmm. you don't want to know anything about deadpool skip forward a little bit just skip forward a couple minutes okay Taylor Swift. A lot of people have been like, oh, is she going to be Dazzler? Is she going to be Dazzler? I wouldn't hate it if she were. That feels like a good fit. (laughs) They could still do it, too, because I think Deadpool Wolverine is going to do some really weird multi-universe shit. But the the rumor is Taylor Swift is in Deadpool Wolverine. And that she's going to play Lady Deadpool. Okay. Uh, okay. The double but... Uzi toting de- Lady Deadpool. Oh shit! So the Uzi's in the trailer, like, because mm-hmm. I clocked that for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck! Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So what I like about this one, I mean, so smart. Ryan and Hugh. Um, I think I think Hugh Jackman knows Taylor Swift, and maybe that's how the connection happened. Mm. Um, but like to get Taylor Swift attached to your now, granted, Taylor Swift, look, she's got a lot of cachet. She's got like super fervent fans, but she can't do everything. And I'll give you an example. The movie Cats. She's in that movie. No one gives a shit about that movie except for how terrible it is. So she can't just like make stuff 
successful just because she's in it. Like, she's proven that that is not the case. I would say, though, that compared to when Cats came out, she's far more popular now. Like, she's ten times the commodity, the well-known person now than she was then. So, you know, she's on a whole other level. But what else I really like about this is that depending on how the story goes with Deadpool Wolverine, especially if they bring in TVA and multi-universe, multi-timeline stuff, you can bring her in as Lady Deadpool. And then if you do want her to be Dazzler down the road, if she has a good experience doing this film. Oh, wow. Right? Right? If she has a good experience and she's like, yeah, I'll do this again. And they're like, oh, cool. You can be Dazzler. Well, now you've got her for Dazzler. Okay. So, so I think now I haven't seen her act in a lot of things. I've literally, I think the thing I know her from the best is in random episode of new girl that she's in. She's fine in it. She doesn't do a lot. They're not asking a lot of her. She doesn't play herself. She does play a totally different character. Um, she's fine. I think she can act. I don't think it's going to be like distracting, like she can't act and it's going to like distract from the movie or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Totally fine with it. What do you think? How many, if she is Lady Deadpool, if she's acting opposite Ryan Reynolds, how how many times do you think he tried to make a Kanye joke, but then thought better of it? Zero, because I think he will think of all the times to do a Kanye joke and then do a Kanye joke. Oh, damn. You're just going to let it fly. Not Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think if she is in it, I think there's at least one Kanye joke in the film. <laughs> yeah. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. By the way, just I funny that you bring that up. I did read um supposedly this is true. Like I, I read it in multiple a couple of different publications. But apparently Kanye wanted to um, buy this the row of seats right in front of her box where she was going to be at in the Super Bowl. Oh, damn! And she she pulled some strings and was like, "No," because <laughs> he was going to bring like a sign and like hold it up and stuff and just be obnoxious, uh, which is kind of funny. But he's also obnoxious, you know. So what, just a stream Donda or something. Like yeah, yeah, like a QR code, just a fucking yeah. giant QR code. Uh, but yeah, apparently they were like, she was like, no. And they were just like, and of course the NFL was like, whatever you want. Like, <laughs> we're not, we're not getting in the way of this thing. That's what I'm saying. If, if, you know, if she can make the NFL like kowtow to her, then uh, what's one Canadian guy? <laughs> That's true. That's true. We'll see. But I do think they're like legit friends. Like I think her, Ryan and Hugh are all like, they all know each other. That's actually kind of cool then. That's so, better. so, um, again, um, you know, whatever you think about her popularity or whatever, it's just going to bring more eyeballs to the to the screen. So, <laughs> not, not going to be a bad thing. Uh, all right, and with that, I am spent. Okay, we are done with this amazing casting corner, and we will catch you next time. Let's hit that music. Uh, okay. True believers. We don't usually play this on the way out. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought we did for once. But now you're getting it again. Yeah, it's because it's because it was so long. I lost my place in you time needed a and beat. space. I got you. I, I, so just you know, okay. I got. You. I'll let you take a sip. <laughs> oh man, what's that cat up to? 
Um, <laughs> no, the real reason that I wanted that music is I was just trying to uh, to delay the inevitable. Oh, as much as possible. But much like Thanos. Uh-oh. I am Iron Man. Yep. Ozzy Osbourne. I am Iron Man. <laughs> they should let Ozzy Osbourne write a, write a comic about Iron Man. And not tell him anything. Whatever he knows about the character of Tony Stark and Iron Man just off the top of his head, uh-huh. that's what he uses. And you don't correct him. Uh, why would you? I would. God, I want to see that now. I really want to read. <laughs> I want to read an Iron Man comic written by Ozzy Osbourne. Okay. Oh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> we are going to talk about Madam Web. This is the Madam Web review for comic book characters. If you have not seen this movie, and for whatever reason are planning to see this movie. And you don't want anything spoiled, now is the time to stop the podcast, pause it for now, and then go see the film, and then come back and join us, because we will be discussing spoilers. Um, With that being said, let's start off with my favorite game. Oh, shit. Put Chris through the ringer. Uh Chris, Madam Web has been out for 11 days. How much money has it made? Eleven uh, days worldwide. Oh, worldwide. Okay. This helps at all. Domestic accounts for forty-five percent of the gross, forty-five point eight percent, and international is fifty-four point two. Okay. Um, going with forty forty-two million. Wow! Wow! Okay. So, if we're talking just international. Forty-two million is exactly right. Hey! <laughs> Worldwide, we're looking at seventy-seven point four million dollars. Wow, which kind of sounds like a lot. I agree, except that after budget and marketing, this film cost over two hundred million dollars. <laughs> uh, almost, almost three hundred million dollars. So. Uh, and it is it is, is nose diving. Like most of that money was opening weekend. Yeah, um, about half of it was opening weekend. So, um, yeah, this is a film uh, that people have said. Uh, actual critics, like movie critics, uh, one thing that was said was this makes Morbius look like The Godfather. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um my goodness. Um Yeah, I don't man. All right. No words. They should have sent a poet. Let's just let's just do it. Let's just do it the way we normally do our our film reviews with our segments and let's see where this takes us. Uh Okay. I I it's weird. It's like I'm faced with my own mortality right now. Uh because I didn't really think about how I was going to have to talk about this film and here we are. Um okay. So our first segment is Excelsior. Excelsior. Oh. Stan is rolling in his grave, guys. <laughs> He's rolling like a fucking hot dog at a gas station. Like just nonstop. 
Um, okay, so Excelsior is normally where we talk about something that we liked about the film or that we enjoyed or that we thought was cool or interesting. Whatever, what have you. Um, I, <laughs> okay, this is how I'm going to talk about this. All right. I'm going to let everybody know. I did a lot of research because I was like, how the hell did this movie happen? Like, what happened here? So this is what I'm going to say for my Excelsior. The original pitch for this film, the original rough draft script for this film, Madam Web, uh-huh. was supposed to be, and this has been reported in multiple places, it was pitched as Terminator 2, but Spider-Man. Ugh. And that sounds fucking awesome. Okay? You're talking about one of the greatest action movies of all time and one of the greatest superheroes of all time. And if you've seen Madam Web, you can kind of see where certain parts of the film fit that narrative. What it was going to be was it was going to be the Ezekiel Sims character, right? The villain of the film, the kind of like fake Spidey, was going to be from a different timeline or a different universe or like future or something right and or he was going to have visions and he was going to see that peter parker becomes spider-man and like the greatest hero of all time Uh he did not want that to happen so what did he do he figured out when peter is born and he was going to kill his mom before he's born a la john connor terminator 2 style Great. That's a fuck. Just do that. That's fucking great. On top of that, they originally set this film, Madam Web, in the 90s to align timeline wise with it being revealed at the end of the film that this whole thing was a prequel to Andrew Garfield's Spider Man. Oh. Are you fucking kidding me? This is amazing. All of this that I've said so far is you're talking a billion dollars. <laughs> if you do it right and you don't cheap out on the special effects, wow. you're talking a billion easy. Easy. That explains all the fucking 90 songs except, fuck, oh my God. Okay. Fun little tidbit. I'm going to go ahead and segue into this right now since you brought it up. The fucking music. Okay. Oh, man, they're going to study this film in, like, film school about, like, don't do all of these things. Cautionary tale. The entire film was already in the can, right? We're talking post-production. Post-production. All the primary shots done. Reshoots, no reshoots. They decided after everything was shot, oh, no, we don't want this film to be tied to Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man. We want it to try to vaguely tie to Tom Holland, so we need to change the timeline. But we're not going to actually rewrite or reshoot or even, like, do anything to adjust the film that we've already shot with a completely different narrative. We're going to just ADR everything and then take stuff out. That's what they fucking did. Changing the song isn't even hard. So you're gonna leave Deep Blue something in your film? Take <laughs> <laughs> place in 2003. I was really, I really was scratching my head when that happened too. I was like, nope, that's 1996, my guy. 
Yeah. There's no fucking way anyone's playing that in 03. No one's playing Deep Blue Something in 03. No one. Literally, no. Deep Blue Something is not playing Deep Blue Something in 03. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of how we got. I mean, I guess we could talk about more of this in the, uh, you know, Ice My Game Man segment. But, like, the, the potential for what this could have been. That's my Excelsior, the, where we don't live in the darkest timeline, and they actually know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> the thing it wasn't was the, the best thing. thing it wasn't was the best thing it could have been. Wow. What is your Excelsior? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, bro. Oh, shit. Uh... I mean, I I, I kind of have like a small second one, but it, it's, yeah. it also easily falls into the... Don't ice my game, man. When we do see all the characters in their suits and their super suits, especially uh, Spider Woman, the this this uh, what is her name, Sweeney, uh, Sydney Sweeney, uh, looks amazing. Okay, she she looks that costume is perfect. Her 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 physicality of movement perfect. It lasts twenty seconds. Yeah. I mean, actually, her little part lasts like six seconds. Yeah. Uh, but the whole super suits thing lasts twenty seconds. It might last like seventeen frames. <laughs> it's 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 nothing. It's a nothing burger. But like, in in theory, yeah, that looked cool. You did it right. It looked cool. Right. You nailed it. Good job. Right. That's I guess my other Excelsior. Uh, I, I, I anything. I kind of don't hate the way that like. They were introduced like uh, the Spider Girls, like Cindy Sweeney and the other two. Like they, it was okay. Like it felt sort of natural. Jesus Christ, man! I'm, I'm grasping at straws. That's okay. Even... No, this is un... this film is sort of unprecedented. I think on the, the podcast, like <laughs> the, I guess I'm, the, the timing and the framing of how they're going to be introduced. Like they were there. And then they kind of like through happenstance, kind of like, oh yeah, shit, I do actually do know you. That's kind of all right. I don't like that. I, I don't. I don't uh, mind that. That's actually kind of nice to see. Uh, it shows some sort of thought went into the world. The dialogue uh, completely undercuts it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> like this, the like Dakota Johnson seems like she's like on quaaludes the entire goddamn time. So I, I don't know. It, it's yeah. No, it's fine. Don't 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 make apologies for yourself. Like this film <laughs> doesn't have things in it that you can talk positively about. It's just not one of those kinds of movies. Yeah. Um. We're gonna go on to the next segment, but uh, before we do that, I do want to say this: if you all think I'm being too harsh, okay? Because I know there are listeners out there that are like, "There's no way." There's got you know, it's got to be so bad that it's at least funny or something. No, it's not. It's not. It's it's like um. You know how when you're really tired, but you try to keep stay awake and you're like watching a movie or like a like a basketball game or something, and like you should go to sleep, but like you're trying to stay awake, but like you're forcing yourself mm. and you're not enjoying the thing you're watching, but you're also not resting. You're like the worst of both worlds. That's what this movie is. That's what it feels <laughs> like. That is that feeling, but a movie. Um, the 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 thing about this movie, I look. And I, I have the receipts. We have literal multiple years of us doing this podcast. No matter what the movie has been, I've always said, look, we always ask, who is this for? 
because sometimes movies are not for us. We're both heterosexual, um, you know, we're, what, was it cisgendered, like, uh, you know, men in their, you know, middle-aged, lower Maybe. middle-aged, whatever. I don't Maybe. know. Not millennials, we don't got to tie it Okay, down. millennials, millennials, whatever. But not everything's for us, right? Not everything is for us is the point. And that's okay. And I really do try to frame when we talk about film especially with that in mind. But the one question that I keep coming back to with Madam Web is who the fuck is this movie for? <laughs> because it's not for my 20-year-old sister. Right. It's not for my girlfriend. It's I, I it's not I don't know who it's for. It's not for my parents. It's not for Spider-Man fans. It's not even for like dudes who just want to see hot chicks cuz you don't really get that in this film either. Um, it's not for superhero fans because there's none of that shit in here. It's not for horror fans because it's not really a horror film either. It's not for romantic comedy fans. It's not for comedy fans. It's not really for action <laughs> fans. Like, who watches Burn Notice? Maybe those people? Maybe. Like, Chicago PD or Chicago Fire Department or whatever the fuck is on CBS? Maybe those... I don't know. I don't know who this movie is for, and that's why it, it boggles my mind. And this is the first movie in a very, very long time where I have openly campaigned and have told people, do not see this film. Right. Or more specifically, do not pay any money whatsoever to see this film. If you want to see it when it's streaming or whatever later because you have morbid curiosity, go ahead. Absolutely. You're going to waste two hours of your life. You're going to be really mad at yourself afterwards, but go ahead. But do not give them your money. Yeah. Damn. For this. Do not. I never say that. I never <laughs> say that about a film. It's I'm wild, too, it because we, we live in a world where, like, they've shit can finish products like Catwoman, right? Or what was that? It was Batgirl. It was the Batgirl film. Yeah. That didn't even, like, see any sort of, like, views. I guarantee you that whatever Batgirl was, it was better than this. Exactly. That's There's what I'm saying. There's no way. There's no way. It had Brendan Fraser in it. There's no way. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm. This is the abyss staring back. So, let's. with all that being said, let's move to the next segment, which is... Uh, hey, man, hope you did a nice game. I am... Um... Hope I didn't ice your game, man. No one my age says those words in that order. Doom, 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 doom. See, and ours is doom, 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 doom. Oh, Vanilla Ice, Rob Van Winkle. Can you believe that's his real name? Rob Van Winkle. How can you take anyone seriously? Honestly. Honestly. You can't. You can't. You can't. I imagine. I imagine. Like, what's this motherfucker's name? Is the last thing Suge said. Right when he's holding him off the 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 balcony. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely warranted too. (laughs) Um. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. This is the segment where we talk about. By the way, I like the remix too. I like that you added that in. That's really nice. Um. This is where we talk about things we don't like in the film. And holy shit. I mean, (laughs) can we frame it like this? What's like the best thing? That you didn't like in the What's film. The, yeah, what is the thing that, like, oh, God. Um, okay, well, here's here's what I really hate, okay? Yeah. So, in the movie, to frame it in 2003, 
There is a scene where Britney Spears' hit song, Toxic, is playing literally on the radio, and a DJ in the film, on the radio, draws <laughs> a lot of unnecessary attention to the fact that that song is coming out, and that it's this like 2003. Big hit, guys. It's fucking... There it is. That siren scream that sounds like somebody's soul <laughs> dying away is the most perfect sound for this film that I could ever think to make. Um, so kudos, filmmakers. You, you fucking did it. Okay, so first of all, that album didn't come out till November of 2003. Right. This is clearly that single, <laughs> Toxic, did not come out until 2004. But fucking whatever. Who the? We already talked about why this film makes no sense chronologically in terms of the time in which it's supposed to be taking place. But here's... Here's what really upsets me the most about the fact that they use the, the toxic song for Britney Spears. Mm. Because they use toxic, again, to frame it in 03, whatever, whatever. This film is all about, uh, uh, what's her name? Cassandra Webb. Gee, I couldn't even fucking remember her name. Cassandra Webb, Dakota Johnson. It's all about her having these reoccurring visions where, like, time replays itself. Okay? <laughs> Fine. Whatever seen it in a lot of other movies seen it done better in literally every other movie i've ever seen whatever hit me baby one more time is right there <laughs> it's one of the few action sequences in the whole fucking film where like someone actually fights someone else sort of and hit after, me, baby. After with the car. <laughs> hit me, baby. One more time is right, fucking there, and they didn't do it. <laughs> and I don't know why, but it makes me so mad. Because I think it's because, like, I literally took ten seconds and was like, "Oh, this is a better idea." Right. And that's why it makes <laughs> me so mad. Um. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll actually, I have a second one too that I'll I'll throw in in a minute. But like, what's what's yours? I was like, almost willing, like willfully trying to enter a fugue state during this entire movie when yep. I saw it. Uh, that's the good, that's the way to go. For I sure. think the thing that made me try, made me disassociate the most was the fucking ADRing. Um, oh my god, that's what I was going to bring up. That's literally yeah. what I was going to bring up. Okay, I, let's talk about it. It sounds exactly like the boss. In House of the Dead 2. <laughs> oh well, my god. Ends. Oh it my god. Entire fucking movie. Oh my god. Ezekiel Sims. So Tahar Rahim again. And but now we know why, right? Because I, I brought it up earlier. They changed the entire script of the movie post-production without doing any reshoots yeah. to accommodate the changed narrative. The fact that they took <laughs> out Spider-Man entirely from the film. <laughs> he was gonna be in it. Peter Parker, like, was gonna be like all that shit was gonna be in there. They took it all out. They just threw editing, and then instead of reshooting stuff to to fit the fucking new narrative, they just did ADR. And so it yeah. makes Tahar Rahim. <laughs> um, I don't know what else this guy's been in. If if you know, let me know. Yeah. Uh, Tahar Rahim, every line. He says, oh, like, I swear, like, 95% of his dialogue is ADR'd. And it is, it, it's like it's done in 1997 with fucking, like, Winamp or something. Like, it is, 
Winamp, Winamp, Winamp. It's it really just, flipped like you said, it's like House of the Dead, um, <laughs> voice acting dialogue. Like, it's, it is distractingly terrible. Um, and not like in a, like, you can't even, like, not even like in a make fun of it way. It's more like a, what did he just say? Like, I don't know what he just said, so. Right. So um, he's a he's a French actor and he's been in a lot of stuff, but uh, he's been in The Prophet. Okay. Uh, most recently, he's been in uh, Napoleon. Okay. Uh, in the Mar Mar Mauritanian. Uh, so he's an actor. He, he can act. Yeah. He, he's been in things. Yeah. It's, just, it, damn. it's look the script doesn't do him any favors anyway. But fuck, man, the ADR thing. Like he, I I do I I sort of genuinely mean this. He should be able to sue. Oh yeah, because it makes him look like the worst actor you've ever seen. For sure, unless it, it was like your contract, like we we can change your like at any point. Like you're just on the screen, and we paid you for just being on the screen. Like I I don't know I it, I don't know it, any contract law, but damn, Chris, if they told if we later find out that they literally didn't even get him to redub the lines. That they just got like whoever was there in the studio. Yeah. Would you be surprised? No, hell no. I think it is quite an achievement that in a film where Dakota Johnson, who is by far doing the best acting in this film, <laughs> uh, except for maybe Emma Roberts, but she's in it for like ten seconds. I get. I mean, I guess Adam Scott too, but like Adam Scott's trying his ass off. He's <laughs> trying. He's trying so fucking hard. Um, but Dakota Johnson. Like you said earlier, it's like she's on fucking Quaaludes, man. And even then, she's fucking godfathering her role compared to Tahir Rahim's ADR bullshit. Like, oh my god. Oh, I'm like, I'm reliving the film right now. And it's uncomfortable. I don't like it. Watch. I, I like how he kept on just like uh, menacing his like a uh, his helper. Oh, his his like super useful like assistant that was it, only it, doing yeah. everything he asked her, but he's being super aggressive and creepy to her for yeah, no good, fucking reason. Good good value, Lucius Fox with the. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Like, it is so like jarring just to see like oh my god you just lifted this from like different movies and like tried to put something together but it's like trying to build Legos with Duplos I don't know what the fuck there you go yeah yeah well you know it's not even that it's like there's Lego there's Duplo there's like that off brand like Mega Block there's yeah. just everything in there and like nothing is sticking together like because <laughs> it's not supposed to and instead you're just hammering that shit together and you're like I fucking made a tower like did you <laughs> did you though I don't think you did. Um, oh fuck. Okay, let's go, dude. I'm <laughs> I'm so like in a in a hurricane right now of despair. What is the next segment? Uh, it's hey, everyone. Hey everyone. Right. Let's do it. Hey. 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 Hey everyone. <sighs> oh my god. <laughs> um. Hey everyone is a segment where we bring up something that is new or a new character. A new actor, a uh, new special effect sequence, whatever. Uh, something that is new that we really haven't seen before or seen within this the context of the universe in which it's set. Um, I, uh, I, uh... <laughs> here, here, I'll start you off. Okay. I'll start you off okay. like, just trying to explain some of the lore because I know that it exists. So, I'll... Oh, Jesus. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. 
Shout out to Dakota Johnson. Like, this is the point where I left to go to the bathroom. Uh, when she goes, she asked her cat, have you ever heard of Las Arañas? Uh, so oh, the boy. whole Las Arañas thing, like, yep. are, are they, as Sony, trying to do a, some sort of favor to Marvel, trying to build up, like, Spider-Man is actually a, a mutant, so that Marvel, some sort of backdoor, brings Spider-Man to the MCU proper, just because of that? Like, I, I don't know what kind of levels we're working on here, but, like, so, I guess, like, okay. the Arañas. Okay, sure, the Arañas. So they are in the comics. They are in one issue of a like third tier <laughs> Spider-Man comic from 15 years ago. Never to be mentioned again, by the way. Mm. Um and even then, this is a far cry from what those characters are in the comic. Um I hate that so much because it fucks the whole lore of Spider-Man and Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> and what kind of makes him special that he got bit and all that shit and right. his powers. Um, um, but yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I guess it's something new. I, I, yeah, if you introduce a new type of shit, I guess so. I guess it qualifies for hey, everyone. I, um, there is no real <laughs> lore. Good. It's usually positive, this category. Yeah, but... I, it's weird how this film is somehow tainted all of our categories. Uh, who knew? Um, oh man, what was I going to say? I I don't think I have one. Honestly, I don't. Oh. Um, you know, I I guess if I wanted to see a, a new procedural about a an EMT ambulance uh, driver on the CW circa two thousand and six, um, do CPR. Yeah, the, this would have been great. The first hour of this movie would have fit in perfectly well as like a pilot. Or like a first two episodes of a CW or a, you know, maybe a Fox show in '05, right? Um, ah, man, I don't know. No, just I got. I literally have nothing. Um, I guess Julia, uh, uh, Sydney Sweeney is Julia Cornwall, and that's the other thing in the in the in the comic. It's Julia Carpenter. Why change the Cornwall? Why? Why you didn't need to? Just let her be. Uh, again, her costume and all that looks great. That's technically new. We hadn't seen that before. I'm gonna right. go with that, I guess, because I got I got literally have nothing else. I kind of still haven't seen it, but all right, yeah, no, you're not wrong. Um, uh, now I think uh, having Sydney Sweeney kind of like ready for that role would be cool, but I don't know. What do you think the chances are now uh, after Madame Webb's reception that uh, that happened? Man, no, all? I think Mike. Here's and I guess we can talk about this in. Um, let's do what I guess. What if? Okay. For the final segment. Oh, whoa, whoa, no, no, what? Jeremy, Jeremy, chill. We'll need you later. Trust us. You <laughs> will be saying, you will be needed, sir. He's saying, ring the damn bell. Ring the bell. He is. He's fucking Rocky and Rocky Ford. Apollo <laughs> Creed is on the mat. There's just a pool of blood. <laughs> fucking Dolph is just dead-eyed. Everyone... <laughs> Um, dice, dice. Oh god, great, great line, great fucking line. That movie's God, I love that movie so much. Um, go see Rocky Four if you haven't seen Rocky Four. If you're thinking about seeing Madame Web, don't see Madame Web. Go see Rocky Four. Go see Rocky Four. You're gonna have a better time. Um, okay. So, what if is a segment where we literally kind of just expand upon the idea of what if, what if something were different, whatever. So, I already talked about the like, what if they actually made the film that was sold to Dakota Johnson and Sidney Sweeney, who, by the way, uh, has been reported are super pissed at Sony 
because they were sold that original first draft outline script, which was Terminator 2, but Spider-Man. And then this is what the fuck they made instead. And, and so, yeah, they signed on for a movie that was not even the movie they signed on for at all. Uh, they were both told that they were part of the MCU, that this film was part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm. That's just a fucking lie. Um, but for me, like, you know, what if, what if Sidney Sweeney shows up in Secret Wars? Oh, shit. Right? They do have... TVA and multiverse and multi-time and whatever. And Secret Wars is all over the place. Mm-hmm. They do have an opportunity. Sydney Sweeney, for whatever you think about her, I haven't seen her in a lot of things. I know she was in that romantic comedy that just came out called like Anyone But You or whatever. My sister saw it. She really liked it, for whatever that's worth. She really liked it. I will probably will see it eventually. I'm sure Lib's going to want to see it. Um, Sydney Sweeney is a hot commodity. Right now. And I and I think that's only going to grow over time. If you want to try to make it up to her and you get her in a Disney proper MCU thing, uh-huh. like a Secret Wars, she looks great in the suit. I mean, she looks like the character, like mm-hmm. about as real to life as you could do. And I think she has the acting and action chops to do it. So what if that is what ends up happening out of this? If that's the case... You know what? Then Madam Web died for our sins so that Sydney Sweeney <laughs> could be an awesome ass Spider Woman in Secret Wars. And I'm okay with that. Here's my other what if, and then I yeah. want to hear what yours is. What if this movie did so fucking terribly and everyone hates it so goddamn much that Sony, much like Kevin and company at MCU and Disney, has their come to Deadpool moment mm. and goes. Oh, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. We're we're just losing money and we're making the Spider-Man IP worse. So what if they finally just give it up and are like, "Okay, we'll make a deal with you, Disney. We're going to do our Spider-Verse thing. We have another film. We're going to do that third film. We want to have the option to expand upon the animated universe that that establishes. But we're going to give you the rest of live action Spider-Man stuff. Mm. Now we want like a 60, 40 split or whatever. Every movie you fucking make, we're getting a giant ass chunk out of it, but we will let you, we will not make any more live action things and you can do whatever the fuck you want. What, if that is something that could come out of all this, then thank you. Thank you, Madam Web. You are the most (laughs) important film of all time. Whatever. Damn, that's pretty much my what if. Okay. That, that That's uh like, what if Sony's doing all these movies in bad faith? What if they're trying to actively push Marvel to negotiate more just because the Marvel sees them like, hey, hey, you're fucking up. What are you doing? No, stop, please. Uh, <laughs> but I don't I don't know, man. I, they, they seem really to be wanting to... Because this is going to lose money for them. This is going to oh. lose money. <coughs> Absolutely. Sorry. Without <coughs> a doubt. But it's yeah. like... Have they even, have they even like, uh, are they good? Uh, is that okay for them? Like, <laughs> I, I don't, cause like, you, you gotta figure the uh, Spider Verse movies, they make up whatever money this loses. Uh, right. The, the tie in with Marvel, I don't know how that, 
Right. How it's like cut up the distribution of funds, whatever. But I, I don't know. Like, do they just keep doing this and then trying to make <laughs> it's whatever the fuck they want? Like, they're they're just gonna like keep chopping, keep churning them, up, like, them out. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Um, yeah. This is actually really important, and I think this honestly could not have come at a better time in terms of like how much of a failure this is. And I understand, look, I understand it takes a lot of people. Chris and I both, we know, okay? We know that it takes a lot of people to make a film. And I know a lot of people wanted and tried to make something better than what this is. But it is what it is. Right now, there's an internal struggle as to what Spider-Man 4 is going to be. Tom Holland Spider-Man 4. Mm. Disney and Kevin, they want to make it sort of smaller stakes, ground level, like kind of the way Spider-Man No Way Home ended with Peter on his own, doesn't have the Iron Man tech. He's just a regular superhero, street crime, like street level crime fighter. He's going to have to fight the Kingpin. He's going to have Daredevil. There might be the Punisher, um, <clears throat> stuff like that. Okay. So, like, you still have other characters, but it's not, like, crazy multiversal shit. It's not Venom symbiote shit. It's just this smaller thing that I think, I honestly, I feel like that's the direction they should go in. Sony, off of the back of No Way Home, wants to bring Toby and Andrew back again already, immediately in the next film. Yeah. I think it's a stupid fucking idea. Okay, they want to try to bring Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy in Venom, and they want to do like a multi-symbiote Spider-Man thing, like this giant, huge fucking film that they think is going to make three billion dollars. <laughs> um, I'm not saying you couldn't do that story. I think you absolutely can if you have the right people involved behind the scenes. But also, I don't think that's the story that you do right after you you have that tearful goodbye between the three Peters. Yeah. You don't just immediately bring them back in the next fucking film. What are you doing? <laughs> don't do that. It's upsetting. When I think about it, it's upsetting to me. Uh, so I think with Madam Web failing the way it has, I think this gives Kevin and Disney and Marvel Studios... A little bit of power and leverage right now to be like, look, y'all don't know what the fuck you're doing. Right. We do kind of know what we're doing. At least we've mostly known what we're doing. And once Deadpool and Wolverine is the success that I think it's going to be, then they're really going to have the leverage. And they're going to be like, we're doing our Spider-Man 4, not your bullshit. Yeah. I mean, it, it... They they have no architecture over at Sony to try it. like because Marvel I don't know how many times this happened that they've had to like save a bad movie to being an okay movie, uh, yeah. So because anything in the MCU is far better than this. So I mean, oh yeah, yes, uh, you could take what is the Eternals? What is the worst Marvel film? I would say Eternals. <laughs> um, yeah, I I mean I look I'm not looking like trying to watch that movie again either but i would watch that movie over madam web like it's not even close right yeah yeah it's that i don't they they just chance the lawsuit just fucking make a spider-man movie on your own marvel you're disney now who the fuck cares right right i yeah yeah oh man 
Okay. I mean, I, I feel like I just lived through, like, real, like, in-time, real-life PTSD, like, <laughs> discussing this film. So you're welcome, listeners. You know, um, we, you know, we are very committed to this podcast and to, and to the service that we provide of giving these uh, reviews for comic movie films. Uh, man, if y'all ever thought we weren't committed, I don't know what else to tell you. We saw Madame Web. We paid money to see this film. <laughs> Um, and it was just a very painful experience overall. <laughs> Again, don't spend money to see it. And I guarantee you, even if you're morbidly curious, you're not going to be happy with the choice did, you made. If you what, see what did you say? Oh, if morbid, morbidly curious. curious. Oh man, they should just make a Morbius Craven, Madam Web. God damn it, man. Film. Okay, okay. Refocused, I'm recentered. I'm letting all that negative energy out of out of my system. Do you need the eye catch? You need the. Yeah, let's do the eye catch. One more. There we go. Okay, with that, we are wrapping up this episode. We're going to get into the big wheel winner of the week. No, you can pray for love to give you Does he say you can count on love to bring you fire? Oh, let's. Uh, I, th- I think I actually knew it at one point. Let me, let me play it again. No. You can pray for love to give you fire. <laughs> you can pray for love. She'll give you fire. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Personification. Well done, Jeremy. Well done. Um, uh, he's on another level. I don't understand. Any of us can comprehend the runner no man he's he's meant to be experienced not comprehended so (laughs) we're just living in his his ether um it's madam web guys just everything about it the fact that it was made the fact that they made it and then they saw it and then they were like yeah we're gonna release this is it because big wheel winner traditionally has done uh he's doing the most but accomplishing the least yeah. Did Webb even do the most? Oh, yeah, I guess. No, yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm with it. It's bad. And this is essentially like you were bad, the award. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. Then it's whoever decided to go away from the original <laughs> uh, pitch of the Sp- Terminator 2, but Spider-Man. Terminator 2, but Spider-Man? Like, why would you ever deviate from that? Yeah. Oh, like. Like even, you had back. it right there in front of you. Why would you deviate from that? Even if it's even if it's like a retread, even if you're just stealing from better movies. Yeah. Force Awakens did that and made a whole lot of fucking money. <laughs> to throw it back to what some of you said earlier, like you like it when a movie is, you know, one thing but like kind of sneaks in, oh, I'm actually this instead. What if this was just a horror movie? Yeah, a twenty four horror. I type. could see honestly, even with this shitty script, even with this stupid narrative, even with the bad ADR, if you had just fixed a couple of things in there and repositioned the narrative to be more horror like, yeah, like really leaned into the horror stuff because it's got that Final Destination kind of vibe to it. And and the thing I told Lib after we saw this movie, I go, this could have been a really good, almost superhero, but really a horror film movie. 
all you needed to do, literally the only thing you needed to change was instead of it just being three girls and, and Madam Web, make it five girls and make Ezekiel Sims kill two of the girls in the beginning of the movie so that you see he's a threat and he's like the fucking horror villain coming after these other three girls. Now you have a horror film template. There you go. <laughs> but no, they couldn't fucking do that either. So. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Remember when I was like, "I'm fine." You're right. <laughs> yeah, I don't. This one really got me. It makes me really mad. It makes me mad because I know there are better stories and better movies that can be made that are not being made. Yeah. Oh, and... that's like the one really dark. What if, like, uh, I thought of a little bit later is like, what if this really shies away any sort of like top level talent from approaching a, a superhero property? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if I'm Dakota Johnson and Sydney Sweeney, I'm really fucking pissed right now yeah Yeah, like i'm super mad like there's a whole tiktok thing going around of dakota johnson just like not taking any of the press junket seriously because she knows the movie's bullshit (laughs) like so just man it's oh you know and you did my man adam scott so dirty too like he is trying so hard. He's like, I don't know if you've seen that. There's a Secret Wars comic book where the Hulk is like holding up a, a whole mountain. And it's like all the other superheroes. But he's like holding it up. He's like, ah, I'm trying. I'm Zan Scott in this movie. He's like, oh, my God, I'm trying. <laughs> um, But yeah, jeez, uh, man. I mean, I, I really... <laughs> I've I cannot think of a time where I've felt so um you know, like so lost within a yeah. film. Um, yeah. it's just it's just it's just been a bad time. It was a bad time. <laughs> what did I do with it? Oh, here we go. Okay. With that being said, um any final thoughts on on anything, uh I guess for Big Wheel. Like, is, oh. did you have someone else in mind? No, 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 definitely not. I just okay. wanted to make sure that we we're in the right. Yeah, yeah, we weren't just. Like, I think you're right. I, I see what you're getting at, but you're right. At the end of the day, Big Wheel is you're bad. You did a bad thing. You should feel yeah. bad. Like, and right. that's this movie <laughs> epitomizes that. I mean, I almost would. I would almost nominate to say that this shouldn't be called the Big Wheel winner anymore. It should be the Mad. Like, who's caught in the Madam Web? Oh shit! Oh my goodness. This is this is momentous, true believers. Where... I don't know. I I have my heart. I have my heart is with Big Wheel, so I don't want to abandon our son, our <laughs> child. Uh, but I'm just saying it is on the table. Like you're, that's, you've been caught in the Madam Web. That's is, not bad. It's like pretty good. Too. Maybe oh, we'll God. maybe we'll, maybe that'll be a different segment of something else uh, that is also <laughs> terrible. Uh, we'll 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 uh, table that for now. It's our it's our Phantom Realm, our Shadow Zone, whatever. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, with that though, listeners, feel free to make up your own opinions about anything and everything we've covered. Let us know over on Facebook, hit up comboCharacterspod.com. Make sure to leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast. We do appreciate it. Uh, it really helps us and, uh, be sure to share with your friends and family. And you want to hear two people just go completely unhinged about a movie, especially one person a little more (laughs) than the other, but both of them just go completely unhinged about a a film that was made. Um, we appreciate it. And with that being said, the fortress of potitude is closed 
Until next time. He was in the Amazon with my mom. With her mom. When she was researching spiders right before she died. He was in the Amazon with my mom. He was in the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders right before she died. He was in the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders right before she died. (laughs) 